The following is paid programming. The views, claims, and opinions of this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Zone Sports Network, its management, or staff. It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morrow. Happy final day of July 2021. Coming up tomorrow, we're officially seven months through this follow-up year uh, that seems to be uh, having its own troubles, but... We are excited for the advancements that we have enjoyed so far. We hope they continue. I'm Austin Horton. Welcome on in. Good morning. Uh, it is Utah Car Sense, as you heard, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Eric Jensen behind the glass today, producing for us. And uh, joining us from Mark Miller Subaru Southtown is the one, the only, the bionic man, Roger Parkin. <laughs> Hi, Roger. How you doing, Austin? I'm excited to be back with you, friend. How are How are things? Awesome, man. I, it's hard to believe July is already shot and over and crazy, right? We're on into August and the summer's coming to a quick close. Now, remind so we and I called you the bionic man. I think by now people know you <laughs> You have more titanium and, and plastic in you than Darth Vader. Uh, hey, it keeps me walking. I had my right knee replaced, what, uh, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. And that six was following the left knee, right? Or is that still yeah. to come? Okay. All right. Did, did the left knee. You know, World's it's, uh, better. It's, oh, it's nice to be able to walk without any type of joint pain for the first time in a decade. Wow! Wow! Craziness. Yeah. Uh, Should have done it a long time ago. Stubbornness, you know. Yep. yep. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But much better. Good. Well, we're glad you're out and about, and you did your Achilles. Uh, now, I do have to ask you this right out of the gate. My Achilles yeah. has been hurting like mm -hmm. throbbing from time to time. And I'm worried it's a sign that it might be ready to go at any moment. Is that, did you ever have any telltale signs like that or did it just go? Well, on my right one, I just, I went skiing. I, I'm hyperextended everything, wiping out on a hill. And, you know, it was that or the knee and the Achilles went first. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then this one, I had tendonitis in it really bad. I see. So I had an idea it was going to go and, you know, playing volleyball and swimming pool at my friend's house and did the thing you shouldn't do. I jumped. Yeah. And felt that twang. I wonder if, uh, is there anything that you can do if you're, st if you've got tendonitis in there or is it just, just a matter of time? Just stretch it out. Baby. You know, it. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, no, no, not necessarily baby it, but just stretch it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of one of those weird things. I mean, I'm old. What can I say? Old and decrepit. <laughs> a lot of miles on this body, you know, a lot of skiing, a lot of, you know, doing stupid things to it. And, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you've, we're out. You've bit. lived, <laughs> you've lived, Roger. You've used that, uh, those lived. tendons of yours to live. That's what you've done. Yeah. If I were a car, I'd be salvage rebuilt and put out the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy I was asking about this very thing the other day. He told me twice a day. Uh, in two stints, so really four times a day, to write the alphabet with my foot, if that yep. makes sense, and stretches it out. Yeah, keep it uh, keep it nice and loose, and so that's what I'll, yeah, that's that's what I'll be doing. That's one of the exercises I give you when you're recovering from Achilles repair. Uh huh. 
strength. Uh, the good thing is you burst it once, you got about a 3% chance of ever bursting it again once it's repaired. Cut me, Mick. It's pretty Let's slim. get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at the Russian uh, gymnast, the, the male gymnast three months ago, he ruptured his Achilles and is out there throwing all his flips on the floor. Unbelievable. That, oh, did they like insane. Did they take another gymnast Achilles and put that in his body? I don't, you know, I don't know. I know I've got cadaver, uh, cadaver in my left leg. Yeah. So my left Achilles, they pieced it back together. Thank goodness for but, people that donate to science when they go. Amen to that. Yeah. I used to think that was a stupid thing to do. And I think probably when I die, I'm going to donate my body up to the U and let them cut it up and then burn me. Yeah, learn. learn there's no, there's not much left inside me, you know. If it can be taken out, it's been taken out. Well, that's that's the thing. I think they would. I think they would look at my body and go, "No, we need we need a good body." <laughs> uh, you know, I've had kids do. Uh, uh, my my uh, middle daughter just graduated nursing school last December, and yeah, the, the bodies they practice on in anatomy they're not too pretty. So you, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Well, this was a, this is my fault, but it was a, a strange strange side start to the show here today. Uh, but glad to be back with Roger. Glad to have Roger with us. Roger, like I said, is down at the Southtown location. Uh, Mark Miller Subaru also has the Midtown location. So you've got 35, 35 South State. You've got 109, 20 South State there in the Auto Mall where, where Roger is. And uh, how are, how is inventory? Let's start here. Let's dive right oh. into a couple of buzz questions that we have well, need an update on. Inventory. So I was just talking with my guys this morning in, in sales meeting, and I have 181 cars in transit to me, 181 new cars. Out of that, we have sold orders deposits on 100, 166 of those. Ooh, so you've got 14. I've got 15 cars, yeah. On the ground, I have four cars as of right now that are available. I have two limited four-cylinder legacies, an STI, and a... Outback, when people came to pick it up, they didn't like the color because they could only see it on you know the screen. Huh. And so they, they put a deposit on another color that they liked better. <laughs> so that one came available last night and it'll be gone today. You know, it's just, it's, I've been in the business for 30 years and I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've never seen it quite like this. Yeah. Um, where, if you want something, you got to order it. You got to love the chip shortage, man. I tell you, it's affecting businesses that you wouldn't even suspect huh. of, of being affected by it. So the, the shortage is real. The inventory is tight, but if you're patient, we can get you one. It's nice. The one nice thing about Subaru, you know, they have a sold order system that if they say you have a car, you know, if they commit to that sold order, that car is scheduled to be built. And unless you get something really severe where they shut the factories down, not much stops it because they're very careful about how many cars they're releasing out to the production cycle and not wanting to overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. That's uh, that's one of the cardinal sins in bad businesses, overpromise uh, and underdeliver. That's how you kill a business. That's very 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 quickly. I mean, you might get away with it once or twice. But probably not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's always better to underpromise and overdeliver. You know, it's just, especially when you're when you're talking about cars coming up from the factory, we, we know about when they're going to get here. We get you know estimated time of arrivals. But you always we always try and 
add a week or so to it, just in case something comes up. Like we had our cars that come in from Japan that come into uh, Vancouver, Washington. They normally put them, and they are still putting them on rail cars and bringing them down. It usually takes from the time they load the rail car three, four days to get to the railhead and a day, day or so to get here. And I don't know if it was the fires that slowed everything down here for a little bit, but you get the cars on the rail car, it's like two weeks later, they're showing up. So there's always unknowns in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, or, so so with the four on the ground and one that will be sold, what if people are you know in the market, what is your best advice? This is... Maybe number one, be patient, but you'll be able to serve them eventually. Or what's your well, what's come your in advice? and put a come in and put a deposit, and then you're gonna, you're gonna have to be patient. It's uh, this market, you know, this the market's very dynamic. It's very there's a lot of pent up demand out there, um, and you know, pretty much every manufacturer, with exception, my understanding, and if you go look at people's lots as you drive around. Every manufacturer but Hyundai and Kia are being affected by this. And I think Hyundai and Kia have their own chip factories in Korea. Uh-huh. So they have seemingly, it's, it doesn't look as robust a supply as it's been, but a pretty darn good supply. Um, the other challenge, and, and this is the manufacturers doing, you know, Subaru, as soon as the car is assigned a VIN number, if it's not reserved or sold, it goes out on our websites. With the last six, the VIN is the stock number. And, they don't say they're they don't say they're in transit, but it's it it looks like you have more inventory than you do available, unfortunately, on the ground. Gotcha. And every manufacturer is guilty of that right now. You have Ford out there that has a hundred thousand trucks sitting in parking lots. Yeah, yeah. Filling up speedways out, and yeah. Yeah, they're running out of room again. Chip shortage. They're now talking about shipping those to the dealers so the dealers can at least have them on their lot. Then when the chips come available, ship it to the dealer and have their techs put the chips in. It takes about 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm not sure which chip is missing, but obviously it's reasonably easily accessible. Well, I, so. along these lines, talking about the trucks, I just saw that GM uh, has plans this week and then the following week to start up a couple pickup lines that have been idled for six, seven months. Yeah, well, not, no, it's not six, seven months, is it? It's, they've been idled for about six, seven weeks. Oh, this says uh, Fairfax Assembly's been idled for nearly six months. Oh, okay. But the other two weren't that long. That's right, yeah. yeah but how are they I mean, starting this up? Did they get a, a, a package of a big order of chips in? How are they able to start up right now? Well, the only way that they're going to start, you know, start it, once you shut a factory down to start it back up, even the shut a factory down is like atrociously expensive. I mean, it's, it's tens of thousands of dollars a minute to shut that thing down when you look at production. But there's no reason to start up if you don't have enough chips to actually build what you're going to build or enough parts to build what you're going to build. Because the cost of taking that line up and down is just incredibly insane you know it's a it, it, subaru's lafayette plant in indiana where they build you know the the uh impreza for if not for impreza legacy outback ascent when they're running at pretty much full capacity there's a vehicle coming off that line every 53 seconds wow now it takes a long time to get through the process but <laughs> every 53 seconds they drive one off the line it's 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 quite the uh, it's 
quite the dance, quite the ballet of parts and stuff going through the air and coming down the cars. So it takes a little bit to get everybody in place and start that up. So I assume they've got another, you know, they've got shipments of, of parts in where they feel like they have enough supply and enough committed to coming that they can actually run efficiently. Gotcha. The interesting thing will be to see if they open up, you know, multiple shifts or just one shift. Because that's one way they can control how many cars they produce based on how many shifts they're on a day. Gotcha. Well, it's it's the world we live in right now. You just uh, patience is the word. Patience is the, oh, the motto. Yeah. You know, I was telling somebody I can. I'm, I'm relatively patient. Some parts of my life, not so patient. Other parts of my life, and one thing I think the COVID and all this has taught me is to really just take a deep breath and relax because you can't change it. Being upset about it, it's not going to fix it. I know I have a uh, razor on order that was supposed to be in here last week. It won't be here till the end of August. <laughs> you know, it's just a what chips. order? A razor. A razor. Gotcha. It's a, a, a Polaris razor, you know, side by side. Gotcha. I was like, you can buy razors yeah, at Walmart. I, I don't yeah, uh... I can buy razors anywhere. No, it's <laughs> a side by side, but they're running the same, they're running the same issue that, you know, you've got chips in those things and can't get enough supply. And I was like, hmm, I had plans that the weekend it was supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, it'll get here uh, mid-December, just in time. You know, <laughs> uh, you know honestly, probably. Yep. But you can't, you can't control it. But then you'll just do uh, that much more playing next year with, with it, right? Well, I would like to play rather than recover from surgery next year, so that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, we do have other Subaru news, good news. I saw that uh, the uh, WRX has a release date, right? We're coming up on uh, August. It has an unveil date. Has, they're going to unveil it at the New York Auto Show, I believe. Let's see, August, uh, 7, August 19th, 2022 Subaru WRX will officially debut yet at the New York Auto Show. Yeah. Which is exciting. I mean, this car's been whispered about for three years now. It's been a while since so we designed the WRX STI, and you know, we knew this was 21's the last year of this particular body style. And you know, Subaru, like most auto companies, are just so secretive when it comes to vehicles. They're redesigning. You know, when they're out testing them, they're camouflaged. They have drapes on them, so you can see it's this, but you don't know what's underneath it. You know, it looks. Kind of like a bread box going down the road. Yeah, right. That's and always, they're just yeah. incredibly secretive about it. I was going to ask you, how much have you seen of the new WRX? Or is it what I've seen on online is what you've seen? You have seen as much as me. Yeah. I mean, that's like I say, if you take away from the WRX, um, Toyota just announced a new car, their new fully electric vehicle in partnership with Toyota called the Solterra. Yeah. And you have a shot of the rear, you know, a, little sliver over the back yeah that's so the they're just teasing the, it the video i saw of the wrx it's it's very short and you see about oh a total of nine inches total uh -huh. of the car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could have the whole car as long as it's nine inches it does have a wheel and a two double exhaust pipe i know that yeah uh, but yeah i had a, a good friend of mine that when i worked at our toyota store that was uh, higher up in the food chain there in, in LA when or in LA when Toyota had their headquarters there and at that time this was back in the early 2000s when they were redesigning the Avalon he would have to fly to Japan about every other week 
to go look at the progress on that new car. And they had it in an enclosed room with a retractable roof. You had to leave your cameras, phones, everything away. Sign non, you know, non-disclosure agreements to go in and see what they're doing. <laughs> so, I mean, they're just extremely secretive about it. And I don't, you don't blame them. You're, you're hundreds of not, if not billions of dollars in design and retooling and, you know, making sure you get it right. Yeah. And when they do these cars, they have a, they have a game plan for the life cycle of that car. That's why you see most cars refreshed at three years to you know, keep them current looking good. But that, that plan's in place before they ever built the first one. Now, the, the WRX has always traditionally been, uh, they don't make one for every family in America. There's a no. number of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a pretty good supply of them, but not an overabundant supply. I mean, it's, you know, the STI is only available on a six-speed manual transmission. WRX, you can get the CVT or a six-speed. And, you know, it's a fun car to drive. I don't, and, and some people use it as their family car. But most people use it as their play car. Yeah. You know, it's... Can, can it's, people uh, still put a deposit down for one of those? or, or they, Yeah, uh, we, okay. we'll take a deposit. We just can't... Until we get build information, we can't guarantee when the delivery is. And, of course, deposits are always fully refundable. Okay. We're not going to make someone angry over changing their mind. Right. <laughs> it's right. not worth that. Yep. And that's, you know, we take uh, between right now on the cars during transit to us, you take between a $500 and $1,000 deposit, depending on what the customer wants to do. And it's really subject to when the car gets here, you drive it. If you don't like it, we'll hand you your money back. That's it's good. just, uh, we're, we're about doing what's right for the customer. Because if we do that, everything else takes care of itself. Totally. Uh, and then the other good news is those that were excited that they were redoing the Subaru BRZ. Uh, yeah. I think you were one of those. It looked like a cool car, but it didn't really perform <laughs> like a cool car. Uh, well, they've added more horsepower, which is nice. That'll that'll help. But also, the price is lower on the new yep. BRZ than it was on the the last model. Why? Yes. What's up with that? Why? Why? Why do you think they've gone that route? You know, it's so hard to say. I mean, the pricing of these cars is an amazing art, you know, with everything that goes into them. It's just like, take it away from the BRZ, virtually every year they add more standard equipments on most of the cars. And you might get a price increase of, you know, $100, $200 over the previous year on base price. So I think the auto industry recognizes their, you know, a, we're atrociously expensive, and it's a huge investment. And you know, they just figure out how to get some efficiencies and hold the line, or in some cases, cut the prices on vehicles and uh, try and keep them extremely competitive so that it makes sense to build them. Yeah, yeah. So, but I can't answer you how they managed to decrease the price. And once in a while, they surprise us. And we're not, I mean, yeah. we're talking about a thousand bucks, but that's, that's, that's still... a lot of money in this. I mean, that's, it's not an overly expensive car, you know, it's in the twenties and a thousand bucks. That's a lot of money off that car. And it looks like, a, and this is, I thought the old one looked, the, the 2020, I thought looked more expensive than it was. This one is going to be even prettier. And obviously, like we talked about with the better performance for oh, yeah. starting <clears throat> at a thousand dollars less on the low model at 27.9. The 2020 model was 28.8. So, yep. And and I tell you what, there's probably 
The BRZ is probably one of the funnest cars you'll ever drive because it is tuned to corner. Ah. Uh, it's it's got a well 10 10 inch center of gravity off the ground it's <laughs> so extremely low you could roll it but you're gonna have to work really really hard to do it <laughs> let's not um, let's not work to roll it yeah, yeah yeah when the brz originally came out we were at a dealer meeting in new orleans and out of the um track there and they took you out with professional drivers in those cars to show you what they could do oh my goodness you're going through these sweeping bends at 100 miles an hour <laughs> and just like you're on rails. And then, the, and then they turn you loose with the driver to do it yourself. And they'll tell you, tell you when to brake, when to hit it, what line to take. And I think the best I ever got through the through that sweeping bend was 90, maybe 95 at times. And that's it's a rush, but man, those guys are good. I don't know that I could handle that, Roger. I don't it know is that so I'd much fun. On. Yeah. It's such an adrenaline rush. They don't feed you first, right? <laughs> you go oh, on no, an empty you, stomach. You, 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 they feed you. It's, <laughs> it's. I mean, you know, the way to a car guy is through their stomach. You know. <laughs> but here, have just some, incredible what they some do. waffles and biscuits and gravy, and then go 100 miles an hour. Around let's see the if corner. we can. Yeah, let's see what we can do to you. <laughs> That's awesome. Or you know, the last last one was. Uh, the current generation outback and they had an off-road course set up for it and that was pretty wild so it's it's amazing the capability of these cars hey before we take our first break we've we do yeah. have more subaru news later in the show uh but I, I wanted to ask you uh with the covid situation still being it's, <laughs> it's still raging uh i just saw this report out of the washington post that the majority of a uh, hot spot in uh, the state of Massachusetts uh, the, that uh, became a COVID hot spot with the Delta variant that the majority of those people actually had been vaccinated. Now, the good news is those that were vaccinated didn't really even feel uh, ha that they had COVID, but they're able to transmit it still. Correct. And, and that's what led the CDC this past week to start recommending again that people wear masks indoors whether vaccinated or not uh i and that's going to be up to each local government and then each local it on and on and on so i don't i'm not saying what will and won't happen here but what's the general uh, uh feeling at your locations because you guys have been really you've followed the cdc guidelines pretty much all the way through this thing but now what what's the plan now to have you have you come to you a know I, I imagine we're going to end up going back to the mass sometime in the next week, full time. Um, because we have been following the CDC, CDC guidelines. We haven't done it yet. Yeah. I kind of question Utah as a hotbed because I, 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 there's no, I've not seen any numbers of what percentage is, you know, the, the Delta variant of it versus not. And up until the last two days, I mean, the cases were averaging 640 a day and they suddenly spiked to 1,200 on Thursday and 1,100 yesterday. So it's definitely on the upswing. Yeah. So I, I would be surprised if we don't require our employees to go back to mass, but Jeff hasn't said yet. <laughs> so that's, it's his call. I mean, you've got Salt Lake City, you know, mandatory masks in the government buildings. But I think part of the challenge here, too, is with what they did with the laws during this last legislative meeting yeah. and took the ability, and I think this was a 
my, you know, just a, a punt to not have to take responsibility for making the tough decisions, but letting the legislators decide when we need mass and don't. I don't know was the most intelligent, brightest move that we've ever made. Yep, may not have been. It it may turn out to be kind of like that uh, getting rid of safety checks on vehicles, you know. Well, that was dumb. And, <laughs> you know, the, I'll just tell you straight up. I, I'm just not often I lobby for a law yeah, or advocate for, you know, more control. But the need for safety inspections was driven so hard, driven home so hard during that time. For me personally, I had a gentleman come out to do some work on my house and looked at his right front tire and the metal bands were hanging out. I said, you know, you've got your bands hanging out of your tire. Yeah, I'm just going to drive it till it blows. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you kill okay. somebody. Or oh. yourself, yeah. you know, you know, but that mentality and, and I get I get it. People are tight on money and it's expensive, but my goodness, what's your life worth? Yep. So, I, you know, I wish they'd bring it back. I don't know that we've seen enough. T- I haven't seen, no one's done any studies to see if we've got more accidents. I'm sure we have, but I don't know that you can take it back to. A direct correlation. Yeah. The, the yeah, Highway because... Patrol says that's their theory. Uh, we had a story about that a few months ago here on the show, but they, they themselves said it's our theory, but we cannot draw exact correlation, you know, but. Well, yeah, I mean. Look at traffic now. I mean, we've been pretty lucky for the last. Well, the one benefit of COVID is traffic was almost non-existent for 18 months, and now we're back to normal. It's like rush hour, 10 hours a day out there. You know, rush hour runs from kind of seven to ten-ish and two-ish to whenever. Yeah, it seems like on the freeways. So it's kind of nuts. He's Roger Parkin, General Sales Manager of the Southtown location for Mark Miller Subaru, 10920 South State in the Auto Mall. Go down, see the, the folks there, and let them help you out. Got the Midtown location as well, 3535 South State. Still to come on the show, 80s car gadgets that everyone is glad to see uh, went extinct. Uh, That'll be interesting. If you're selling a personal vehicle, uh, this one step is the most common missed step and gets you in the most trouble. Uh, I read this article. This is interesting. (laughs) And cars that mechanics both love and hate. And from a mechanic standpoint, that means the cars that they hate are the cars you probably want to buy because they don't make any money on them. We'll get to that. You can interpret that either way. It'll be interesting to see how this article goes. Yeah, so 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. Everyone that calls in and shares a question, a comment, a story is entered to win a free oil change at the end of the show. We'll have that drawing, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to more Utah Car Sense next. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. July 31st, ending July on a high note with a live edition of Utah Car Sense. (laughs) Roger Parkin in, uh, general sales manager of the Southtown location. I'm Austin Horton. 
Eric Jensen produced them for us today, and uh, our fo- your phone calls are being taken at 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Are you car shopping? Do you have car problems? Do you have car questions, car stories? Anything you want to call and talk about, we're all ears, and you'll be entered into a drawing at uh, noon for a free standard oil change with pickup and drop-off within 20 miles to Mark Miller Subaru. So, 855-340-ZONE. Roger, I want to jump into this uh, extinct 80s car features that drivers are glad to forget about. Oh, I can think of a few. Let's hear what they are. So the first one on the list, and I remember thinking these were so cool when I was a little kid. Uh, And then the first time I drove a car that had these, I could not believe anyone had ever passed off on this as an idea. But automatic seatbelts. (laughs) <laughs> where you, you shut the door and the seatbelt goes across your neck and you feel like the mafia is about to piano wire you yeah they they, they uh classified those as supplemental restraint system <laughs> srs as it were yeah. it was kind of the precursor to airbags and i tell you what they were more dangerous than not having seatbelts because people would put them on and forget to put the lap belt on and as soon as you get an action slide right underneath it yep 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 and also yeah. The apparently they were just a stinker to have to repair, and they were so oh, expensive to fix. Horrendous. Yeah, hated them. Yep. So there, no one misses those. Uh, the nope. next one on the list, and I don't know. I'm not exactly familiar. What is an impact bumper? What is that? That's a good question. I've not heard that one. I mean, uh, let's see. One such it probably one. has shocks on it and absorb back and forward. Uh, impact, you know, I don't. I couldn't tell you honestly. I had an impact bumper onto the front and rear of the vehicle, a gray bumper insert. I don't know. The problem don't with know. impact bumpers don't is I remember it, ever seeing those. This, the design looked tacky, huh? Uh, all right, yeah. moving along. CB radios. Nobody oh, misses those. Oh come on! Everybody needs one of those. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough distractions while driving. That wasn't an '80s thing. That was well. That was a 70s thing, CB radios. When was Smokey and the Bandit? When, 70s? When, yeah, yeah. Early yeah, 80s? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I guess maybe early 80s then. But. but as a kid, I mean, CB radios, I remember my dad put one in his car. He thought you're so cool talking to the truck drivers, you know? Yep. Look now, back on it now, it's like, what were we thinking? <laughs> now, this one, this next one, I, I do miss it. I think it looked really, really cool. They, they have uh, T tops. As something nobody misses, but I think they were cool. T-tops were cool. You had them on your Trans Am. You had them on Corvettes. Kind of gave you the best of both worlds. You, you know, you had your hard top or glass top, depending on which car we're talking about. And yeah. Take one off and have a convertible. Uh, they do say that they leaked a lot. There was It was yeah. hard to oh, see. Yeah. yeah. You know, quality was kind of a secondary issue back then but <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one or two more of this uh list here before we get out to the phones velour seats i remember oh, miss those. my my great grandparents had a, a caddy that had velour yep. seats and man they were hot Whew. oh yeah it was like sliding into a convection oven it was uh-huh. ridiculous all right we'll get back to this list uh, but let's get out to the phone lines 855-340-ZONE 855-340-ZONE. Uh, loyal listener Jack has called in. Good morning, Jack. Hey, Jack. How are How you? How are you guys doing? Great. Awesome. I was down in Utah County, Lehigh, the other day, and uh-huh. there's a new car dealership going up. 
And they've got one yeah. of those Carvana car vending machines. I saw that from the yeah, freeway. Well, it, yeah, it sticks out like a sore thumb there on that exit, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't miss that. It's like they need another car dealership right there, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, honestly, it, I, I give Carvana credit. They're trying to change how the car industry is done, and you know, it's, so they've been save, very successful. Does it save space? stacking the cars up like that or is it a gimmick i i think i, I think it's false to answer your question it is a gimmick because they talk about the car vending machine so you, when you pick it up it comes down it gets rolled into a garage for delivery but also i mean you can't help but see that from the freeway there's <laughs> how many thousands of cars that go by there every day yeah. You got that right. Yeah, and I, I've happened to have been down there quite a few times since I had my knee surgery because I had it done in Mountain Point Hospital, and that's where I'm going to physical therapy. So, oh wow, I've been watching it go up for the last seven, eight weeks. Now the problem is, will they ever find cars in this current market to put in that thing? And I yeah, know. you know, the used car market is extremely opposite that it's ever been. Um, a trade is worth more money now than it'll ever be. I think I can say that with confidence. Yeah. Um, I appraised a two-year-old car the other day with 16,000, 17,000 miles on it. We sold new, and it was worth a couple thousand dollars less than what was what they paid for it two years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. on paper, it makes no sense. It's just, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you mentioned that Mountain Star Hospital right by the freeway yeah. there. That's yes. the best hospital. Whoever I would agree with you. It, the emergency room is at the front door. Yep. You don't have to what drive around back to find it. Or... <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it, I, I've had the privilege of staying there twice now. I've had three surgeries there. And it's a, it, I've, stayed, I've spent my fair share of time in hospitals over my life. It's, <laughs> it's nope. the nicest one by far. But... Uh, what a genius to put the emergency room right at the front door when you walk in. It seems you know? so logical, doesn't it? Not hide it in the back of the place. No, you got to go around back. You got to wait for the security guard at the little uh, shed to let you in. Yeah, park. Well, if you look at if you look at St. Mark's Hospital, yep. for years and years and years, their emergency entrance is on the back side of that hospital. They now have moved it to the front in the driveway there, um, you know, to make it much much easier. So yep. they're getting smarter as we get older. <laughs> Don't know where you can get in and take care of yourself. Jack, thanks for listening and calling in. I, yeah. I, I, I meant to bring up that Carvana. Thanks for the reminder. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Jack. Jack's always uh, got the FYI on and the 411 on the car shows around town too. So uh, we yeah. appreciate him calling in. Yeah. It's interesting watching that go up. It's uh Carvana on paper. I don't think it's turned a profit yet. They're, the father and son that founded it are worth billions after the uh, stock offering on it. Huh. Well, yeah, they're making money, but not on paper. <laughs> it's a it's a really cool idea, but it's I I like the word you and uh, Jack used. It's kind of a gimmicky idea, but it is well, cool. Think, but you remember it, uh, and yes. I I think their display when it's done with it in is is it's awesome. Yeah, but it, it is a gimmick. It looks like a real life. Uh, I, I don't know if you did this as a kid, but when you played with the die cast metal cars and, yeah. and you had the parking Uncle garage, and it looks like yeah. a real life big giant version of that. It's pretty cool for a for a car nut. 
uh, I might yeah. be I might be distracted driving uh, through that area just, when those cars just fill maybe. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like you know you look at Carvana's doing that. Uh, Tesla, they don't have dealers. It's straight from the manufacturer. You have Vroom that delivers it to your door. You know, so you know people are breaking the mold of what a traditional car dealer is, and even a traditional car dealer is not so traditional anymore for the most part. Nope. At least the ones that are staying with the times, you know, it's, we do a lot of transactions online where people may never set foot inside the door or they set foot inside the door to pick up their car. And, you know, a good chunk of them have already signed all their paperwork before they ever get here. We probably do, I don't know, 10, 15% digitally now. Wow. Which five years ago, two, three years ago, I mean, COVID certainly has spurred that on. So it's, it's nice. I mean, I, uh, at least my my daughter and my wife leased another car from we leased a car for our daughter, and they signed all the paperwork from home. I brought the car home to them. Wow, crazy! Yeah. All right, so, hey, uh, this this list is fun for me, so I want to get back to it. Yeah, let's keep going until we get another phone call. So these are gadgets in cars in the '80s that are extinct and seemingly no one cares that they've gone away. Power antennas. You remember these things? You turn on the car, nice. the antenna would bzzz up, and then well, yeah. Oh, they get bent, they break. You go through a car wash, forget, forget to put it down, snap it off. They were terrible. That's the idea, <laughs> and, and I guess one of the reasons they came up with these is people complained about their antennas breaking in car washes, but then people just forgot to retract them anyway. So they yeah, still I mean, were broken. On the surface, there were neat ideas. I mean, car antennas have gone away. Yeah. Now, I mean, you have a little triangle piece like a, a shark's fin on the top. And yeah. That does your XM. It does your, you know, AM, FM radio. And it is more integrated with the car. It doesn't get ripped off like car antennas do. It doesn't get stolen. Yep. So, you know, nice innovation. Now, I've never heard of this. Uh, a footwell ice maker. Do you know they had footwell ice makers? <laughs> The Toyota van in the 80s says you had an yes, ice did. maker built right into it. Really? It did. The old square, um, they were they were a weird van in and of themselves. The motor sat, the driver sat about halfway on top of the motor, halfway, halfway on the motor. or half, Motor was half in front and half behind them, but it was uh, enclosed, in, in kind of like an a, a inboard boat. You had a cover that you lift up, and the motor's right there. Oh, and they okay. did have an ice well. I remember I'd forgotten about that, but they did have those back then. What it was just in case you needed a couple of ice cubes for your coke? Well, you know, for know. your party, your your cocktails. I don't know. While you're I, driving? <laughs> yeah, you know, it depends on which state you're in. <laughs> and we're not advocating, definitely not advocating drinking and driving. I don't know why they would have an ice maker in there, honestly. Maybe to put the maybe if you're on a road trip in a van. Maybe you got yeah. kids. You want to put some sandwiches in there or something. I don't know, but uh, I just that's just seems like such a bad idea. Hey, you got to keep water in there. Yeah, it's gonna be still. It's gonna be terrible. It's just, then you turn it off. It's gonna melt. It just seems like a bad idea. This next one, I'm glad, has gone away. the The door rubber strip, the to prevent your door from dinging the side of the garage or another car. They had the. Oh yeah. They tried to make them look part of the design of the car, but really it was just a big piece of rubber. Stretched across uh -huh. the door. Yeah, Those 3M made a lot of money off that stuff. I'm sure they did. There, there, there was a vendor here in town back in the '90s that 
at one of the Toyota dealerships, you could not buy a 4Runner without the three-inch strip of 3M rubber with a little chrome strip to you know protect your doors and protect you from door dings. Yeah. Now you look at it now; it's ugly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's yep. The the Landau vinyl roof, no one misses that, right? Terrible idea. I still cannot. There are still some Cadillacs that are being built with a Landau roof, and I have. Yeah, it's ugly. It wasn't a good idea when it came out. It's still not a good idea. It's impossible to repair. Uh, They all break. They all fall down. They all crack. I don't. It's absolutely (laughs) headlight wipers. uh, Those were a waste of money and, and energy, weren't they? What did they do? Headlight wipers. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things that you don't need. Just made your car look <laughs> like I had uh, eyelids. Yeah. Dumb. Uh, bench seats. Now, I disagree with this. I think bench seats, now, for from a safety standpoint, obviously, uh, it's not a good idea to have someone right there in the middle in the front seat. But bench seats, they gave you they gave you some comfort, I thought, that you don't get in uh, with that yeah. with, in the, in the uh, bucket seats now. Yeah, when I started driving, I drove a 68 Chevy Caprice that you could sleep on that front seat. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that car was as wide as it came. It, uh, driving it was like flushing a toilet on gas. You open it up and <laughs> watch that gauge go down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's a gas station on every corner. Was uh... oh, It did not pass a gas station without saying hi, <laughs> let me tell you. All right, uh, just a few more. Button tufting, you know, like your old your grandma's oh, yeah. uh, old sofa that Terrible. has the buttons on it. They, yeah, had yes. that in the cars. Uh, you had throttle body injection. I'm not familiar that's a well, little above... body injection it was kind of your precursor to fuel injected uh-huh uh i don't it's not as efficient i don't know if there was anything wrong with it hmm. uh the car phone i remember my my yes. gra- my grandpa had an acura that had a car yeah. phone and i thought my grandpa must be really rich well, He's got a car yeah, phone. I mean, your bill would run you a thousand bucks a month with those stupid things. <laughs> I I remember picking it up one time and thinking, "Oh my gosh, I probably just bankrupted my grandparents." Uh, shouldn't be yeah, it's. I mean, you think back to cell phones back in the you know mid '90s when they started coming out, and you had to be very, very wealthy to have one because they charged you by the minute, they charged your roaming. You know, you look at it, they charged you. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm glad to see them gone. Beaded seat covers. They're gone. No one does yeah. that anymore, do they? Nope. Uh, now, I never heard of this. A musical car horn. You could buy a car with a horn that sounded like an ice cream ice cream truck? Not that I know of. That's what this list uh, says. Uh, generally, they're reserved for parade vehicles and floats. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, parade vehicle and float. You just summed it up right there. Now, plastic wheel covers, I, and I, almost every car I drove until this most recent car I have had plastic wheel covers on them. They're still out there. Yeah. They're, they're not gone. Yeah. I mean. They crack. They break. You buy another set of Walmart for $19. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, Hubcap Heaven exists for a reason. I thought gold wing doors were cool. I still do think gold wing doors are cool. Like on, know, the, on the Tesla I, X, I think that's really cool. Yeah, they're cool. I I wonder how often people are hitting their heads on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I know. 
us baldies would do that. You know, there's no hair to stop us from hitting our heads. <laughs> it's like cats, man. Cats have their whiskers to to oh, yeah. tell them if they can fit through a, 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 a space or not. We don't have any yeah. of that. Yeah. Nope, we don't know we're there until we hit and scrape. <laughs> we just bump. Yeah. All right, just five more. Uh, talking car interiors, which I don't know that they've gone away. No, I think they've actually... I, they've gotten more, but yeah. depending on the manufacturer, there's so much technology in them now. A clutchless manual transmission. Interesting. I've never drove one of those. I know they existed. It sound more in motorcycles than you did cars, I think. I think Porsche had a run with them. Probably. But, but uh, yeah. Uh, Targa tops. People uh, don't miss Targa tops. No. Uh, you've got uh, techno-colored dashboards, which... Okay. That's kind of an obscure one. I mean, it, yeah, maybe it's got like the grid looking back to it, and then huh. all these. Uh, it was there. It was the first foray into digital display on the yeah. dash, uh, and they always well, look, they look were always breaking. Now you can change the color of inside the car to whatever you want. Yep, with their mood lighting. And then the final two is cylinder deactivation, one of the oh, most controversial on the list. Yeah, and then that still happens. Uh, Bad paint jobs. Uh, there was a period where automakers were going a bit over the top with paint schemes, and they've got the old uh, Desert Runner uh, pickup truck as an example, where they they, they all cars had racing stripes or oh, decal yeah. uh, details, and they just they didn't need. It was kind of like the old wood paneling; it, it went away, uh-huh. and people don't. The really family truckster. The know. family truckster. Dirt, you know. So there you go. Eighties car gadgets that seemingly no one is. You, missing. you know what I'm surprised is missing off that list. What you, what was there or what wasn't there? The, the high beam button on the floor. High beam on the floor. Yeah, you, never even... uh, on every car up through early eighties. The high beam. Yeah, so oh, going compact cars. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. On your left foot, you right the, on the floor. You pulled it out or high... pushed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pushed it with your foot. Yeah. You switch it on and off with your foot, and then move it up to the uh, turn turn indicator. Well, I I I think my I think my first Pontiac had one on the dash, and it was a little huh. pull out. You pulled it out, and then you pushed it back in. Uh, but I never did drive one with one on the floor, but it's down oh, there by well, the clutch, see, I'm, right? I'm a little older than you, you know, yeah. a little older. Down there by the clutch area is where they, they That was on the left-hand wheel well. Yeah. You would just... What a terrible you know, I idea. I remember trying to flash people, you know, flashing people that had the bright spots. <laughs> Roger, you shouldn't flash people you're not married to. You know that. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, when they have the brights on, I can't see. Something's got to give. <laughs> All right, before we take our second break of the show, I want to tell you about uh, the new Subaru uh, Forester Outback and Crosstrek. They, the 22 Outback, the 21 Forester, and the 21 Crosstrek scored the 10 best SUVs you can buy right now. And mm-hmm. uh, this, is, uh, this is according to uh, Torque News put this out, but the, the rating is, of course, uh, not by Torque News. They're just reporting it. Uh, but anyway, they, they take into effect the look of the car, the performance of the car, the price, and, of course, more most importantly, the safety features mm-hmm. in these vehicles. And, Roger, one thing that Subaru did a little while ago, not too long ago, but they decided that all new vehicles would have that standard safety eyesight feature 
Uh, Everything we, that's an automatic transmission. That's so right. yeah, yeah. Because it, the way it works with a manual, it, it couldn't work. But by doing that, I think you're going to see Subaru on these lists for a long, long oh, time yeah. just automatically. Because once you put a, a system like that in place, obviously the safety is going to pass a, a, with flying colors. And yeah, then it, it's it's really interesting because I'm driving a 20 Camry that we took it on trade that has uh, Toyota's lane keep assist on it and stuff, and it's all radar driven. It's not it's not as robust as having eyesight on a car. It's good. It's just not. I don't think it's as good. Yeah. Well, so. uh, owner satisfaction scores had the Forester uh, with a four out of five. Seventy nine percent of owners said they would buy it again. The twenty one out or twenty two Outback gets a four out of five with eighty percent saying they'd buy it again. And the 21 mm-hmm. Crosstrek with a 4 out of 5 was 77% saying they would buy the car again. Yeah. So all in all, the top 10 from Consumer Reports. Cars. Yeah. All right, we'll take our second break. Get your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. There's a few recalls we got to get to, including one American-made car that is being recalled for the second time for the same problem. We'll get to that. We'll tell you uh, the... Biggest thing people skip when they sell a vehicle that's getting them in a lot of trouble and cars that mechanics love and hate. All that and more on the other side of Utah Car Sense.